welcome back. Welcome back. We've been away for a month, haven't we, John? Two months. Two months. Two months. Two months. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it's two months. Well, I've missed it. I've got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be back. I have, um, I have missed it as well. No, I have. I have. I have. I have. I've what? Missed it. I've missed it. Of course, I have. Of course, I have. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just to give you a reason, I think um, I've been busy myself um, for a month. Um, we have been on hiatus. Um, we're not. Hiatus. We just we 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 launched a Facebook page while we were away, didn't we? So we haven't we exactly have. been lazy. We have actually done something in that time. Yeah, and you're we haven't in been your, sitting in, on yes, our laurels, yes. you know. Well, no, and you, we've launched a website as well. Haven't we? You were doing a very important um, marketing job. So yeah, we yeah. launched a website. We launched a Facebook page. Yeah, but um, we are back and ready to go. We're again. back like a heart attack. Like a heart attack. Very serious. Well, we're not that serious. Pretty we're serious. As serious as, we're Pretty as serious, serious as we are every week. Um, the new section that I wanted to introduce as well, I've already told you a little bit about this, John, um, but it's the bad joke section. Um, you mentioned that. Yeah. Oh, before we start the bad joke section, I nearly forgot um, the what did John eat this week for breakfast section. What did oh, you have you for breakfast? That, no. Yeah. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? I didn't have anything for breakfast. You must have had something. I mean, what have you consumed for breakfast? Just give the audience a oh, taste. Oh, oh, yeah, of I had a burrito. Had. Yeah, which is burrito. A really healthy, nutritious breakfast. That you know you sounds good. Sounds good. A burrito. That's a new one. That I think. I think that's the first for Screen One Hundred and One. A burrito. Two month gap. Two month gap means I've been, I've been eating burritos, <laughs> waiting for you to come back. That's what I've been doing. It's just like all right, like constant burritos. <laughs> So from that section, um, we're going to move on to another section which I have invented. Well, I it took me a while to invent, but I think we're just going to trial it this week and it's see not how it really goes. Really, a bad joke section, though, is it? It's, it's just, a called it's, it's a called a, a bad no, joke a section. Normal Screen One Hundred and One section. <laughs> no, it, it's called the bad joke section of Screen One Hundred and One. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell John a joke. Um, and he's, well, it may or may not be a bad joke, but he's going to judge it that. probably is a bad joke. And if John's, judging from John's reaction, hopefully we'll see if it's a really bad joke or just a bad joke or a good joke. Go Does that right, make hey, sense? That makes sense, Nick. So, John, what did the skeleton butler say to the skeleton? I don't know. What did, they, what did, he, what did the skeleton butler say to the... Butler. The skeleton. This, what did the skeleton butler say to the skeleton? What did he say? You have to say, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, sorry. Yeah. Nothing. It was the same skeleton as the first skeleton. <laughs> yeah, that was a really bad joke. <laughs> I tricked you because it was the same skeleton as the... First skeleton. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay, so you'll be hearing a new joke every week, um, and John will be the judge of whether, of whether it's a good joke or a bad joke. Oh, do I have to, um, no, do I have to tell you if it's a bad joke? Yeah. It's yeah. an obvious. <laughs> it's a bad joke. It's like a joke judging section. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, so if it's okay. a really bad joke. It's a bad joke. Okay, let's move on. Um, okay, so this week our film of the week is Arrival, um, and we're both we are both pretty excited to watch this film actually because it's a, um, by a director that we both like, Dennis Villeneuve. I believe that's how you pronounce it, isn't it, Dennis Villeneuve? 
Yes, it is. I'm, yeah. st- I'm still trying to figure out the skeleton joke, but uh, yeah, no, it's Dennis Milner. Uh, yeah, and it's um, a director that we both like. We both like Enemy, don't we? And we both like Prisoners. We both like Sicario. Oh, I love Sicario. Yeah, we both mm. like all of those films. So we're, we're looking forward to it. And this has a particular significance um, because Arrival is kind of his first, I think it's his first sci-fi venture. And I think it's his first sci-fi film that's coming out before the Blade Runner sequel that he's currently in production yeah. making. Um, and we're both, again, um, really looking forward to the Blade Runner sequel because um, the first one we both love. Um, I think that's fair to say. Definitely. Well, I mean, mm. this is like his stopgap mm. um, to prove that he can do sci-fi. Um, but, you know, and I think he has proved it. Well, let's not jump the gun, John. Let's give mm. the, little, the, the listeners a bit of background on the film before we say whether we it. like it or not. Um, I, um, I think it's fair to say that this film has been marketed as or has been promoted as a thinking man sci-fi, more along the lines of probably 2001 um, and Blade Runner than uh, Independence Day. And films where there's straightforward aliens mm. versus human conflict. Oh, God, definitely. Wouldn't yeah, you say? Yeah. This yeah. is a more yeah. philosophical yes. take yes. on an understanding between two species that are unable yeah. to communicate. And it's about communication rather than conflict, yes. wouldn't you say? It's, uh, um, interestingly enough, maybe, maybe sci fi has, has found itself at its own split subgenre. Sci fi like Star Wars and Independence Day, which is bombastic and uh, well it's and conflict it's, it's straightforward you know, conflict versus straight this versus conflict, more, yeah versus yeah. A thinking man's yeah know, exactly like, yeah uh, sci-fi yeah um but i think even the sci-fi element isn't as important as the um mother-daughter relationship in the film um but it's we will yeah but that's but, bit, we, bit, but we'll mm. talk about that later because we don't mm. want to spoil it no. for anyone this early on no. Um, it stars Amy Adams as Dr. Louise Banks, who's the um, top linguist um, in her profession. She's at the top of the, her game and she's recruited to translate the aliens' intentions and language and figure out what, they're, what they want and why yeah. they're here. Um, so she has contact with them every 18 hours when the door opens, doesn't she? She goes in there with a team that also includes Jeremy Renner, uh, who's a scientist, and his character's name is Ian Donnelly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now let's have a talk about what we think of the mm. film, John. What struck me about about Arrival um, is you could look at it in a, in a really simple um, narrative, which essentially is. But once again, I think what, what Dennis Villeneuve is. What's really exciting about Dennis Villeneuve is that he's a filmmaker. He's a real filmmaker, you know, as in. Once again, like as in like Stanley Kubrick, you know, like everything is 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 beautifully thought out, you know, um, every little tiny detail, like, you know, when she's picked up in in the helicopter, early on in the film, you know, uh, from her house, you know, and she gets she boards the helicopter, the little little things that he does with the sound design, like you feel like you've really just got on board that helicopter, and you know she can't hear. It like uh, Forrest Whitaker's character talking to her and he says put the headphones on you know and suddenly she, she can and then have a communication with Jeremy Reimer's character and you, it's this it's tangible like you feel like you're inside this movie you know and it's it's the direction it's the score and the score is is really haunting you know it's the score by uh, Johansson is is has a, a combination of twisted alien sounds and these beautiful violins 
you know, that, that resonate the emotional impact of, of, of the film. And yeah, it, it struck me and it, and it moved me and it, it moved me because the narrative has, has this really strong emotional pull through it and it's Amy Adams' connection to her daughter and the, and the connection with the alien language, you know, you know, not to spoil it too much, but that's what... You could nitpick this movie, having a simple narrative and being a very simple film, but what he does as a filmmaker is he pulls you in emotionally and he does it by being a fantastic filmmaker as to who cares about the film that he's making. Well, I don't think you know, it's that simple because of the nature of time in the film. I well, think yeah, that um, that's yeah. quite a yeah. important but, thing to say is that the, hmm. the time is very but, realistic in the film. It's not linear. Not, not to spoil um, it. Not to spoil it. Yeah, much. we don't want to spoil but, it. But that, that there has, are other filmmakers know, who have explored yeah, the same conception say, of time. If, yeah, um, I was going to say, if you watch, if you're, if you're a huge Star Trek fan, that... that concept has been explored a million times before in great sci-fi you know um, yeah, but, but it's not really about I don't think you know, that's that concept has been explored in a linear way in sci-fi like where where there's machines that take them back in time or forwards whereas I think that this one it really is like more like filmmakers like if if anyone knows if anyone knows who Angelopolis is um, I doubt anyone does but the travelling players kind of it 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 very smoothly um, runs from one time period to another and it's not really explained, but it's more of a holistic, all-encompassing way to see time mm. and oh, the past, yes. pre- yeah. present and yeah. future is all happening yeah. at once. But um, not to but, reveal too much. Yeah, there, but I'm just saying the narrative line, techniques yeah. <laughs> that were first... Yeah. Um, invented by D.W. Griffith was, yeah. was the yeah. continuity yes. type narrative. Yeah, no, no, it's absolutely and right. I'm saying this is a different way yeah. to even yeah. see time in cinema. Um, this yeah. it's, it, it, it may it may not be sort of it's on the edge of that. I, I think, think of yeah. a different way of I mean, seeing we're, time. We're, in we are straying quite on the um, border of, of you know spoiling like, it for spoiling people, it people yeah. here, but you know, um, but. Christopher Nolan started exploring that quite recently. Again, in, I, do, in, in in Incep- way, I don't think he, he did in Inception. I don't think it was the, in the same way because Inception, style. it was essentially an action movie mm. and action sequences within an action no, 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 sequence. No, no, no. I don't mean... I mean it was a, continuity based mm. is what I'm trying to say. Sorry. I mean, the way he edits, the way mm. he edits, he would he started doing that in, in, in well, obviously with Memento. It's about yeah, but, but still, I disagree but, that Nolan does really. No, I don't mean. I disagree that Nolan that you're does it in the, the same movie. way. I mean the yeah. way that he will throw in a flashback, you know, and it's the flash. He, he won't. He won't throw in a flashback in a conventional way. He'll do it in. You know, he will just appear. You know, like you know, like some directors would do. Twenty years ago, ten years ago, you know, Nolan would just do it seamlessly. But that you know, that's just an editing technique. But, 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 but I don't think know, Nolan's interested in, in no, moving not, away from the no. movement, like the, but, the continuity type movement but I don't of cinema. Think, I don't think I don't the think themes... <laughs> when I was watching it, and I'm a big sci-fi fan, I watch a lot of Star Trek, I watch a lot, you know, uh, I've started to read a lot recently, you know, Philip K. Dick, but what was struck me wasn't it being amazingly original within the genre of sci-fi, because, I, you know, it, it, but what struck me was that what, he, what he's very good at, and what he did in Sicario... Is he's very good at, at, at bringing you in emotionally and on a, on a filmmaking level. He he really cares as a filmmaker, you know, and and it grips you, you know. And this my my favorite sequences were when they first go up into the into the ship, 
um, and when the, the gravity is played with. I love the canary, the little detail yeah. of the canary there yeah, as well. That That's was an outstanding perfect sequence detail, yeah. when they, when, you know, they, they're taking up into the ship, um, you know, and the, the gravity switches and so they, they, they become upside down and, you know, mm. and reversed at the same time. Um, but also, you know, you've got to give a lot of credit to Amy Adams because, She's fantastic in it. I mean, she she's fantastic you know, in it. She yeah. she her, the the emotional, you know, connection that she sells it perfectly. She's a great actress. I mean, you mm. know, her, you know, he does a lot of close. He he actually spends more time on on Amy's face than you know with the aliens. You know, you know, like that's so important. You know, the emotional weight that she carries. When it, and I think. It all comes together. I, I think mean, it's it, very beautifully designed as well. Beautifully I think the designed spaceships film. are beautifully yeah. designed. Yeah. You, you know, know what? I actually, understand. Funnily, funnily enough, you know, have you seen? Obviously, you've seen Up. Yeah. You know, and in in well, I drew I drew like a random parallel here, but but in the first five minutes of Up, it completely breaks your heart, purely through through image and music. Um, mm. Have you seen Up? Yeah, you know that's exactly true. What yeah. I'm talking I know about. what you're talking about. In the yeah. first five minutes of this, I felt moved, mm. and it was it was. It was purely because of the way that he that he using the camera, the way he used the score, and you know, and I was moved already. And that's just filmmaking, and that's a that's a filmmaker. Dennis Villeneuve is a filmmaker. You know, thank God we got another one out there who's a filmmaker on the level of Kubrick or you know Spielberg or Scorsese, who's a filmmaker. And that's why I think he's great. Like you know, and I can't wait to see Blade Runner now. On that note, this, let's know. end our discussion on Arrival. Okay, um, <laughs> I think it's fair to say that's a thumbs up from you, then, mm, John, isn't it? Yes, I did. I was grips the whole way through uh, I was moved emotionally at the end and I, I loved the design aspect of it as a sci-fi I love that it's also reminding you that sci-fi is not it's cliched image it's not stupid it's actually one of the smartest genres out there alright thank you very much in cinemas now so welcome everybody to the Screen 101 section of this week's podcast um, we're only doing one film one film and one film only this week um <laughs> But it's an exciting film, Dog Eat Dog, yep. um, starring Nicolas Cage and Willem Dafoe. Um, but um, even more interestingly, it's written by Paul Schreider. Um, in the trailer, it says, From the mind that gave you Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, American Gigolo and Rolling Thunder. Um, he's actually a writer-director. Um, he wrote Rolling Thunder, Taxi Driver and Raging Bull, and he directed American Gigolo. But he's got about the same amount of credits to his name in directing as in writing. Um, so, John. Hmm. Well, yeah, everybody, you know, you know, obviously the, the iconic Paul, Paul Schreider, um, you know, um, obviously better known for writing Taxi Driver and Raging Bull and giving, mm. giving Scorsese, you know, that, a heart, that extra hard edge, you know, in the 70s. But he was also a very, you know, successful screenwriter in the 70s. He also Group Blue Collar, which had Harvey Keitel in it, but he's he's very good at you know creating hard edge characters, you know. So I mean, this looks well. Okay, let me just give the um, audience synopsis. So the official synopsis is: a crew of ex-cons are hired by a Cleveland mafioso to kidnap the baby of a rival mobster. Um, to me, this looks like pure cinematic fun all right it doesn't look like anything else it doesn't look like it's trying to be an, a piece of art it doesn't look like it's trying to give us any meaningful themes it doesn't look like it's trying to put a message across it just looks like a full-blown all-out fun 
um, from beginning to end. Mm. And it also looks like Cage and Defoe have some nice chemistry mm. and keep yeah, and try to outdo so. each other yeah, yeah, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But John, um, let's hear your opinion on it as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I, I, I'm definitely. I, yeah, I really want to see this um, purely because he's been away for Schroeder for quite a bit. So something by him in this day and age is a big deal because it, and it looks like he's not holding back in terms of uh, the content you know he looks it looks dark 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 well he you know, hasn't been days. away um but he's been i think i he's mean not been, he's not been, been he's been he's done some not, projects yeah. yeah he's done some projects but he been, hasn't been on like you know full like um top build like this for quite a while mm, you know okay. it's, it's, it's built as you know as, as the that, Paul Schreider yeah, the film, Paul Schreider yeah. film you know and if you're a film buff you know you know what he's known for and also he's he's in it too he's a little kid you can see his little cameo he's a cameo, yeah. cameo in, in, in the uh, trailer but but, but also the, the bleakness of the of the subject mm. you know and the but it, it looks very witty in a very dark Really dark. I think it really way. does look dark. It looks like it these looks characters very, are morally nihilistic. Yeah, I think. very nihilistic. Um, it looks very, you know, um, hedonistic in a, in mm. a in a way that Goodfellas and you know Taxi Driver at certain points was. So, so yeah, I mean. So is this a bin or keep for you? Definitely John? a keep, isn't it? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Of course. It okay, is. I'm I'm surprised at that because this is like one of those films that is going to be quite dark and quite, you know, just all out fun. It's not going to have any very many heady themes well, in know, it like Arrival. You know that it I'm a huge Scorsese fan, so on that basis alone, you know, I'll be, I'll be watching Okay. So that hits cinemas on Friday the 18th of November and certainly me and John will do our best to try and see it. Um, it's not going to get a wide release because it's by Signature Entertainment. They're the distributor, so it won't be in so that many cinemas. Good. Yeah, it'll be, yeah. but it'll be in key cities. Well, it'll be in the Curzon. So, um, so. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be in Curzon. So this is our sign out. That was Screen 101. We hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, great to be back. Um, First week back for two months. Yep, yeah. it's been fun to do it again. So um, it's been fun. We have some news, don't we? We have some big, big news. Um, this will be our last free show. Our I'm sorry to all show. our fans. So we have to raise yeah. our we have to raise our game. We're going to raise our game <laughs> a lot, right? We're going to be making a short film as well for our website yes. Patreon video. Yeah. We're going to launch um, on Patreon, which is a different site. Um, we're only asking for one pound per episode. So far. we've got to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're no, so, we're no, we're, no, that's no. nothing. It's the cost of it's less than the price yeah. of a coffee. Um, yeah, so we're going to be launching on Patreon, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. So um, yeah, watch this space. Oh, we'll be launching. We'll be launching way before the end of the year, I think, mm -hmm. because we're going to start work now. We're going to start work on our mm -hmm. short promotional film that I'm sure everyone's going to find funny and laugh. Yeah. So okay, that's a short promotion. I'm not going to ruin it for people because it's going to be a surprise film at the same time. So. If you want to contact us, what is the website, John? What is the website address? <laughs> we don't have a website. <laughs> Sorry, the email address. <laughs> what is the email address, John? Oh God. What is the email address? Screen one hundred and one podcast at gmail dot com. We also have a Facebook site, which is screen one hundred and one. We also have a Twitter. Please follow us, like us, and love us. So it's goodbye from me, and uh, it's goodbye from me. Bye-bye.